Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, June 9th. Last week, the BOF team landed in Napa Valley, California to host the Business of Beauty Global Forum, our first gathering for beauty professionals from all around the world. Attendees traveled from five countries as far away as China, Australia, India, Brazil, and the Middle East to be with us. If you missed our global live stream, all of the talks are now available to watch on businessoffashion.com for BOF Professional All Access and BOF Professional Beauty members. Please check out the links in the episode notes. In the meantime, I wanted to share one very special conversation from our global forum with you here on the BOF podcast. Several of the talks we had at the global forum were centered around how the meaning of beauty is changing. For anyone who was born in the 1970s or 80s, like me, you may not remember the exact moment when Pamela Anderson first entered your consciousness. But for those of us who came of age in the 1990s, it feels like she has always been there. The New York Times said she was the distillation of straight male fantasy come to life, a small town Canadian girl next door who'd been transformed into pure American erotica. She helped make Baywatch, which was previously cancelled, the most watched television show in the world. 
She is an icon that represents a particular time, a particular moment in our culture. But culture changes, and having watched her raw and honest documentary on Netflix, it made me question a lot of the things about the way I grew up thinking about women, about sexuality, and yes, about beauty. Through the documentary and her new book, Love Pamela, she has been taking control of her own narrative, sharing intimate details about her life, her work, and her pursuit of love. So as a fellow West Coast Canadian, a 90s kid, and a human being, I'm so pleased to share this conversation between Pamela Anderson and Beauty United's Moj Madara from the Business of Beauty Global Forum 2023. So I've had the pleasure of spending some time with you and getting to know you, and vice versa. And we had this opportunity at this summit, and everyone was wondering who we wanted to bring, and you were really the only name that we could think of. So I'm so grateful to you for joining us. And I know you've not been to a beauty summit. You were like, what is a beauty summit? So this is the beauty industry. These are the most influential folks within brand and conglomerates and retail, and so we're happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So over the past few days, we've talked about the Crown Act, women life freedom, Women all around the world, people of all backgrounds are fighting for agency, for their voice to be heard. And I'm wondering, as I started to think about this conversation with you, you said something in your book that kind of shook me out of my skin. You said, I've never fought to be heard or hard. And it it made me think about myself. My whole life I've been fighting to be heard and I've thought that I needed to be hard to be heard, but you have chosen a very feminine and soft approach to your agency. Will you talk to us about how you came to that? Because most women are believing we have to fight to get what's ours, but you're doing it Pam's way. Tell us about it. Yeah, my way. Well, I've kind of been through a lot. I think everybody has. And I learned over time, I wanted to be in charge of my own sexuality, my own sensuality. I didn't want other people to be in charge of that for me. And even though maybe some of my choices I made in my career, those were to overcome just this, you know, tragic kind of shyness. I had a lot of insecurity. And I just think the journey has taught me not to be, like, I always think if you push, there's pushback. And I know there has to be, you know, strong activism and activists and people that really feel strongly about things. I don't know, I've just found a way to kind of be this kind of gentle, kind of romantic kind of philanthropist that just kind of works with my everyday decisions. And that's how I've come along with it. I mean, I I say that when it comes to beauty, I mean, I pretty much grew up at the Playboy Mansion. So, I mean, I was surrounded by every kind of beautiful woman you could think of, every hair color, every makeup style, every poise, their voices, their laughter, their how they affected men, how men responded, and I just watched. And I wanted to be sexy, too. Like, I found that was powerful and interesting, and I, you know, of course, I never thought that I would, you know, grow up and be here in front of you guys. It just fascinated me, so I just, I'm such a romantic, I just kind of get swept up in things, and I see the romance in everything, pain and suffering and, and hard decisions, and that's what a romantic life is, being engaged in the world and, and just getting in there and getting dirty, getting happy. I don't know. That's just kind of been my way. And I've had so much fun doing it, even through the hard times. I just think it's, you know, life is great. And 
even the difficult times give you perspective. So when you are having a joyful experience, you know what a bad time is too. So I always try and get people to realize that there's something great around the corner all the time. And I've kind of always just lived like that. Well, I think that's a great way to live and stay positive, right? I think the beauty industry is desperately looking for inspiration and staying positive right now. I think we're trying to figure out who we are. We just went through internet boom and D2C brands and we're wanting to be more diverse and inclusive. Where are you in your journey to beauty? Because when we talked about you coming here, you were like, I don't really, like, do I do stuff in beauty? You know, and it was shocking to me because for women over decades, you have been an iconic influence to them in the category of beauty. And so for you, where are you in your own beauty journey? I mean, 30 years ago, I was just completely annoying because people would come to me and ask me to do projects with them. And I would say, well, is it cruelty-free? Have you tested out animals? Is it too much plastic? Is it too much waste? Why isn't it made in America? I mean, I was going on and they were just like, you're not supposed to have an opinion. You're not supposed to be asking all these questions. You're too difficult. And I always prided myself. Well, like my kids, now they, they laugh. And well, now they actually think I'm very smart and cool. But, you know, at the time... They didn't want to hear that from me. People didn't want to hear that from me. One of the first experiences I had with a very, very big makeup company was to come to the Beverly Hills Hotel to show my portfolio. And I remember I only had like a little satchel of Playboy Polaroids that I'd made a collage of on one page and it was really ridiculous. But I remember walking in and then seeing someone sitting on a bed smoking a cigar and saying, you know, come here, little girl, show me your portfolio. And I was like, this is not an audition. And I just turned and ran and ran out the door and, and locked myself in the car. And I thought, you know, as... And I realized, I have some part in this, maybe. I mean, I don't want to say that because that could come off wrong. But as a playmate, as being a playboy, people had the wrong idea. And I just felt like, you know, I'm just going to have to turn this around somehow. I'm going to have to share some of this superficial attention with something more meaningful. And that's when I got into animal rights and started sharing the attention and being much more careful of where I was going and what I was doing. I just kind of realized that it was going to take some time and, and that was how that all started. But there's been different opportunities that came along. Like it was great. I got to work with Mac and did a Viva Glam campaign. And instead of, you know, I got to promote AIDS awareness and get tested and try and remove the stigma. So I really loved that campaign. I really loved working with Mac to have some kind of meaning and some kind of sensitivity behind beauty. Because that's what beauty is. Really, we're all trying to make ourselves beautiful. So we are respected, admired, loved. And so these products have to come from a loving place. So... That kind of is the secret ingredient, is having heart, starting going right back to where you're sourcing things and how you're packaging things and how you're promoting things and being inclusive and loving. And, and if you're using those kind of products, it's just kind of this energy, you know, it's just the secret ingredient, I think. So that's why I'm really happy to be here and be able to share my thoughts on that. So let's take a walk down memory lane. Back then, you wanted clean beauty. Can you talk a little bit about what you had wanted at the time that you felt like wasn't on the market? Well, I remember meeting with a company, and I just remember them having so much plastic. I just thought plastic shampoo bottles, plastic pet beauty products, and, and they wanted is, to talk to me. This is when? This is? Uh, 20 years ago. Right. And so I was saying, oh, can't we make bottles out of corn or glass? And they're like, we're not making bottles out of corn. Like, you know, that's just <laughs> freaking nuts. Just shut up, you know, little girl. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, geez, I'm sorry. Well, I just have to pass. And they're like, what are you talking about? We want to give you all this money. And I said, it's not about money. It can't be about money. I cannot contribute to cruelty or I'm not going to sleep with someone to get a job 
job. These are my little things that my little rules I had. You know, sorry. I know. But you know, at least I at least I had those. Well you have integrity. I right? had integrity. You I have still integrity. do. I yes. still do. But I was really considered as annoying and but it kind of the word spread though that I just wasn't that type of girl. That's good. And that I was a pain in the ass. I really, really believed in we got to find a better way. So There's just plastic bottles everywhere. I was like, I you can't do it. You had a vision of a world that was sustainable yes. and animal cruelty-free yes. and clean. Yes. And you had a vision where what you felt had validity in the world. Exactly. Okay. Well, we're yes. with you for that. <laughs> okay. Right? But now I it's think... in fashion. It's so exciting yes. because now compassion is in fashion. That's right. And, you know, it's so exciting. Like, I walk around and I see more vegans out there. We talk about things. Because before, everyone thought I was cuckoo. I mean, I'm a little cuckoo. But, I mean, I just think that it's just so nice to see it. And so now I have so much more pride when I buy a product or when I promote a product. It's a relief because it's, it's so necessary. And it's just, I just believe in it. And it's kind of fun. We'll be right back with more on the BOF Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, 
you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. For someone who is so articulate and self-possessed, I mean, you are an incredible writer. She wrote her own book, No Ghost Writer. I, I went through the whole entire thing last week, and we've been exchanging notes leading up to this. And I've worked with a lot of amazingly talented people, but you're an amazing writer. Why do you think it is that you were so portrayed as someone that was not smart, that didn't know what they wanted? Why were you so objectified? What, what do you think was happening at that time that's not happening now or what's changed? Well, I've always written every day of my life. I write my journal, you know, and I write to you, sorry, like six pages of notes I loved for this. It. I was like writing these long, you know, intuitive writing things that I thought maybe I'll put it on cue cards or this, and it just would have bored you guys to death. But I was writing, I, I've always written, and that's how I know how I feel. I've always had a good sense of self, and I kind of knew this Hollywood game was a little bit superficial and people didn't really know me. And that's what my kids were so frustrated with. They're like, Mom, nobody knows you. They think they know you, and so you, we need to do this documentary. We want you to write your book. And so at their encouragement and realizing it's good for them, they want their mom to be understood and heard and all those things that I didn't care about because I just thought, where do I start? This cartoon character took off without me. And it may not be me, but it's just a very small part of me. And so I think even after the documentary and after the book, people do come up to me and they say, I like you now. <laughs> like, you're so likable. I'm like, well, what did you think of me before? Oh, you don't want to know. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I thought, well, okay, well, that's, I always, when I meet people, I think, you know, it's hard to judge somebody. Everyone has a story, and it's just, there's so much misdirected anger out there, I think, as a lot of unresolved childhood issues and all that stuff, so I think that um, it was very therapeutic for me. I really needed to tell my story. It was life or death. I really felt so strongly about it, and it's just, the weight of the world is off my shoulders and it's just, I feel light, I feel free. Gotta tell your story. You can feel it. The energy is just flowing all around <laughs> you. There's been a lot of discussions around the new opportunities within beauty and wellness, aging, sexual wellness, mental wellness. Where do you think there's an opportunity within the market that for the most part, women in the past were written off, I would say, you know, maybe call it 30s. And you are seeing that our life expectancy is getting longer and longer. We're learning how to take care of ourselves. And frankly, women are beautiful throughout the entirety of their lives. So where do you see the opportunity in that? Because I know that you're really passionate about aging and aging your way. Talk to us a little bit about what that means. I just want to let the young be young. <laughs> I like my age. I actually really enjoy it. It just feels good. And I think that... Chasing youth is kind of, it just doesn't work. You know, beauty is not just skin deep. And that to focus on, you know, the heart and soul and, you know, I always say your eyes, like, you know, I know that I love all these things, you know, I do. Like, right, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, or, the, you know, your eyes are a mirror to your soul. All those great expressions are expressions for a reason because they're true. And it's just about taking care of yourself inside and out. We've been talking a little bit about wabu-sabi. Yeah, I said wabu-sabi, my son taught me that because they just did their house, wabi-sabi, which I don't know much about, but I thought wabi-sabi beauty, like just celebrating imperfections and imperfect prettiness yes. and different 
looking people and you know there's beauty in everybody and, and to celebrate those differences and to not be so hard on ourselves. Maybe not like no lines, maybe just some lines. Like just soften the lines. But you know, I'm not gonna get rid of the lines, you know, unless I'm retouched or edited. I just think that's hard right now because there's so much editing and Instagram and all those things, the social media where people have kind of forgotten what we look like. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, <gasps> I don't look like that. I look like on Instagram. Well, let's, let's, let's double click <laughs> on that because you on, on some level, like you were the original viral girl. Like you were the original internet 1.0 before there was social platforms. What do you think of social in this moment and what role it plays in, in beauty? I mean, I, you mentioned you don't Keep I can't the, have the app on my phone. Right. I'd be looking at it, so I don't allow. I don't have any apps on my phone like that, and I don't really carry my phone. I just feel it was such a relief. I took six months off technology. I didn't have a cell phone in my computer or anything for six months. It was the best thing I ever did. I know you look horrified. No, I I'm actually <laughs> inspired by it. I actually think it's healthy. I'm excited to like break up with my phone and my apps. No, I, I, like I a really, holiday from they it. bring me no joy. They're just like, they bring me no joy. I'm like, this is just a work thing that I have to do, but I don't find joy in it. When you talk about your 15,000 square foot garden, I'm like, oh, yeah. that sounds amazing. I've gone crazy in the garden. I have a little garden that grew. Now a little it's like, garden. Now it's, it was, well, it was 5,000 square feet, which was huge, and half of it was roses. And now I've extended it to like 15,000 square feet. So basically what I'm going to do for the rest of my life is sell vegetables <laughs> and make flower arrangements. I can't wait to get home. I'm making these little crowns of flowers. I'm like really like a, I'm into my pottery, making bread, you know, so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. I think that... All of us on some level are trying to find our way back to self. I mean, for sure, pandemic for me was that. And you've mentioned the same, mm-hmm. baking and gardening. In terms of the practice of how you take care of yourself, in terms of your beauty regimens and the things that you prioritize, and you've shared some lovely things that you care about, would you mind speaking to some of the regimens you care about and the Ayurvedic interest and... Well, I make my little rose oils, and, you know, I love Ayurvedic medicine. I actually took a course in Ayurvedic medicine. I don't know what I was doing. Like you I, took a course Yeah, in I did. I did. Because okay. I wanted to understand. I loved, I loved the philosophy behind it because, you know, the oldest medicine, and I just... My grandfather was a, kind of a mystic and a healer and, and taught me to talk to trees, and, you know, I could get a little crazy here, but we talked a lot about mythology and fairy tales, and um, he was my guiding light. And he always gave me these things of how to... You know, you have an inner alarm system, basically, when things get a bit too crazy, to bring you back to self. And he taught me those kind of things. And so as far crazy as I've gotten in my life, and I've had some pretty wild times, I always knew how to get back to myself and what to do and to get into nature and get my feet in the water. Mostly it was like put my feet in the ocean, sit under a tree, just get into nature. And I bought the property for my grandmother 30 years ago that I'm on now. And so the, all the trees there have known me since birth. And I can't get away with anything there. And I just feel like it's a real homecoming because we do have that you know, child inside of us too. For instance, when I did Broadway, I um, just put a little picture of me at five years old on my dressing room mirror. And I said, I'm just going to get out of the way. This is her opportunity to do this. And those are the kind of things that my grandfather taught me. So the little things like that. And just being in nature. Get my rain boots on, my garden clogs, my garden gloves, big straw hat. It's a dream. It's great. 
And you know, with it, when it comes to you know the beauty products and things that I love, I love like balms and oils and dry brushing and like you know saunas and outdoor showers and using soaps and cleansers and things like that that don't harm the earth that can wash off you and go water your garden. So I think it's just it's fun to kind of put a little more effort into thinking about everything we do and where it goes and and how it affects everything around us. One of the things I've always admired about you is your ability to move past shame. And I think that's something that this room has discussed a lot over the past few days is this experience of shame. And I don't know what it's felt for you internally, but on the outside, for someone like me, I've always looked at you as someone that has just moved past it. What is your regimen of moving through those moments of shame, given that society really puts it on you and your own internal voice puts it on you? What is your routine moving through shame? Well, we always say G and D. <laughs> Grace and dignity. No matter what, you hold your head high and you, you walk out and you, everybody's gone through things that are difficult, if it's humiliating or if it's embarrassing, all these different things. But we're all just people and... It's sad when people isolate and get scared and, and, and trying to hide from things. But I, I feel like then you just, you just have to shake it off and, and go out there and be the best person you can be. And it, it was hard. There's been things that have happened. There's things in my life. Obviously, my sex life was all over the news at one point. And it was really hard. I was seven months pregnant with Dylan. I had to get over it for him. You know, it had an effect on my relationship. Things fall apart, but you just have to keep going. I was really into flower essences and like <laughs> essential oils and massage and just everything just to get it out. You know, it was really, really important. And it was like emotional toxicity. It's just, you, you have to find ways, but I really loved all that very old school stuff. Well, I wish we could talk for hours <laughs> and I have so appreciated your kindness and generosity. It's created a real kinship just in one word or a few sentences, what do you want this room to know about you? What do you like this beauty industry to know about, Pam? Oh, gosh. I just feel this wild journey has brought me here for a reason. And so I hope that I've been able to inspire anybody to, you know, think about things. I don't know. I'm, I'm not like a, a doctor. I'm not a, you know, a model. I'm just this imperfect girl from start to finish who wants to do her part and be a good person in the world and share my story. We so appreciate you. I'm so inspired <laughs> by all the good things you've done in the world. Thank you. Thank you. The BOF podcast is edited and produced by Emma Clark, Kate Vartan, and Eric Bria in the BOF studio team. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person, too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. <coughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. 
Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 